You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. Um, last week, it was Chuck and Yuri filling in for me, and now it's me, Rachel, um, plus Michelle, who is our Strong Towns Pathfinder. So, Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you. I'm excited to be here. So, today we wanted to talk about two main things. First, um, it's Suburban Poverty Week at Strong Towns, so I'll cover that a bit, and then since we have Michelle here, we wanted to talk a lot about some of the events that we have coming up since we have a completely full event calendar for the rest of the year. And I'm guessing some stuff in the works for next year as well, since you're so on top of it, Michelle. <laughs> I will start out by talking about a little bit about Suburban Poverty Week. This is a topic that we've been wanting to cover for a while now um, and something that we've touched on throughout you know, the last couple of years, um, particularly Chuck's Strode Nation piece, which is one that he published, um, several years ago. And that one's, we've republished that a couple of times because it's a big hit among our readers and suburban poverty is an issue that keeps coming up, um, as being more and more important, although it's not always, um, frequently talked about. We're coming at this from a couple of different angles this week. We're going to talk about, the challenges of living in the suburbs for elderly people. We're going to talk about the transportation challenges that are presented by the suburban landscape, um, especially for lower income people who might not be able to afford a car for every person in the house. And the suburbs are not super transit accessible, not super walkable or bikeable often. We've got several of our key writers at Strong Towns, um, Daniel Herridges, Sarah Cobos, uh, Andrew Price, Nate Hood, they're all going to be publishing um, some different essays about different perspectives on suburban poverty this week. Um, and we may even have some Strong Towns members speaking from their own experiences of suburban poverty. Definitely tune in to the website this week. We also have a couple of podcasts with people that we wanted to interview on this topic. However, they're going to be published in a couple weeks because we had some unfortunate delays in getting those scheduled. So you'll have to wait until a couple weeks from now to, to tune into those podcasts. Nonetheless, still check out the website content for sure. Michelle, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm happy. I've never been more happy for a Monday to get here in my life because we just... Have had a rough, we've had a rough weekend. We just bought this house and are you guys moved in yet? Yeah, we're all moved in. We've lived here for about three weeks, but it's been really hot. Like this is now that time frame where we're really finding out what actually we knew the house needed a lot of updates, but we're learning what really needs, you know, okay. all the surprises are coming out. So we've had a lot of air conditioner problems. Um, oh, no. I, I feel like now we, I mean, the guys have been here three times. And I think we have it figured out and mm -hmm. it wasn't as expensive as I thought it was going to be. So we're just hoping 
um, we have our fingers crossed and, um, I'm just so happy to have like the safety of the week routine, the weekday routine back and some (laughs) childcare, I'm guessing. Yes. And then as soon as the air conditioning guy was packing up his truck yesterday, Eddie fell and hit his head on the coffee table and he's fine. We had to go with urgent care and get like the glue. He's so, I'm just so happy. Someone else is watching him. Yeah. <laughs> I am here alone. Like, so we all, it's like a break. Coming to work is a break for me. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Did you move far away from your previous house or still in the same neighborhood? No, it's like a five minute drive, right? We're in a different town, but it's still like oh, a five wow. minutes. It we're just, it's just kind of the landscape here. And I'm in love with our home. It's just, um, we knew Exciting. it needed a lot of updates when we bought it, and we actually took a month to do those updates because it's from the 60s, and it's in original, original condition. So we have mm. hardwood floors, but then we also had asbestos tile to get removed and Ooh, radon exciting. to get fixed and all that stuff, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite the money pit, but I feel if this happens two more times, we will be that movie. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys are at least moved in. So let's talk about events that are coming up this year. Just looking at the calendar um, for our listeners, head to strongtowns.org slash events. That's where we keep all our event info, and we we update that frequently. Um, It looks like we're going to be in Canada, Texas, uh, Washington, Oregon, Indiana, Minnesota, like all over the place for the next couple months. It looks pretty busy for Chuck. Which of these events are you most like interested in or which ones have been the most interesting to set up and coordinate? All of them, really. A lot of these events, most of these are the basic um, formats that Chuck, Chuck does. Everyone kind of chooses the same formats. And that would be some kind of portion of small meetings where he can meet with um, wh- whomever they choose. A lot of times it's public officials or uh, local workers or advocacy groups. Then there's always... Uh, a walking tour component that people want to choose Mm -hmm. and he's doing that for just about all of them. And then there's always that large public lecture, which always usually ends up being a curbside chat. Like every Mm -hmm. event usually always follows that um, because that's what people choose, but then they always have something a little different that sounds really interesting. Like um, the next event he has coming up at the end of this month, he'll be in Rockford, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And that is being organized by a group called Transform Rockford. And they're doing a really amazing job. And one of the cool things that they're doing um, that is a little different for their walking tour is that they um, have chosen about four different locations in their area um, to drop off Chuck at and the community will be invited and we'll be updating the website with more information. So if you're in the area, last I heard (laughs) that it's open to the public, but, um, they're the transfer Rockford is doing a really great job. Um, one of their key goals is to get the community involved. Um, and these are people of every kind of background. And Mm -hmm. so they've created this really neat worksheet for all the attendees to use while the walking tour is going on to really help people learn how to think, learn to think like an urbanist, learn to, um, identify and assess their area. And then while Chuck is doing the walking tour, they can, um, I can see that that worksheet to really help with the conversation and the learning process. And so I think it'll be great for the community and it's really great for us because 
Strong Towns is all about sharing information. And so something as simple as this worksheet is going to um, really help facilitate that conversation even more. Yeah, that's and, a really cool um, idea. I hope we can get a copy of yeah, that. <laughs> we have it. We do. But, oh, awesome. <laughs> and it's a really simple idea, but I think it's going to have a big impact. I'm uh, kind of hoping that it can go to that. I'm not yeah. sure if it'll actually happen, but it's like within an hour or two drive of where I live. So, oh yeah, and you we have go. two awesome Strong Towns All Star members, um, Michael and Jen Smith, who have helped kind of facilitate this event, right? So I'd like to meet them. But yeah, you we'll should definitely go. Definitely go. Yeah, that's uh, the weird I- thing about us working all over the place. I've only actually been to I think two curbside chats in my life, even though. I, you know, help with the PR for them like every couple of weeks, but yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of the videos. I watch the curbside videos all the time, but I've really only attended one in person, but Mm -hmm. that was also years ago before I started working here. Okay. Um, he, he was in our area when we, when we used to live in Florida and, Mm -hmm. um, I just, it was like a different mindset for me. I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I would go as an employee now if I went to a curbside chat because that helps me learn how to right. communicate to potential clients, you know, what the curbside chat and the message and all that is about. But back then I was a citizen and yeah. so it was just different, you know, different point of view. Are there any other events that stand out to you as particularly unique or interesting? Yeah, I, another one that is cool that we're seeing a couple more requests come in of this sort is, um, on September 8th, he will be in Valparaiso university in Indiana. And and that event is, he's speaking to a college group, right? Yeah. He's speaking to a college group. They have, uh, there's every university seems to have something like this. In their case, it's called the pathways to purpose speaker series. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is all about leadership, becoming strong citizens. Those were, were their words. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we put strong in front of everything. That's our thing, you know, yeah. but, but still being um, active citizens and, uh, com- you know, being helpful for the community and, and building those sorts of, I guess that's considered a soft skill, uh, all of that like community-based work. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's going to be going in to talk about how leadership and service can look in the real world. Because when you really look at um, Chuck as an individual, you know, this is a person who kind of changed their profession. You know, life was going in one direction and he Mm -hmm. had a realization and now he's moving on towards that realization. And then when you see how that's how strong towns started and now it's a, it's a huge organization and, um, making a big impact. And it started out in in such a simple way. And and so I think it's going to be a great example for students to hear anyone to hear, but especially students. Yeah. That event sounded really interesting to me too, especially since internally we've talked a, a lot over the years about trying to get new perspectives, both like for us as staff and members to like hear new perspectives. And then also for us to be able to disseminate and share those new perspectives with our audience. So it seems like reaching a student body will be kind of a new perspective for us. Mm -hmm. So not that we don't have young people or students involved in strong towns, but 
Yeah. But, that's yeah, just but, a cool topic. To be and covering. it's also kind of like a new, I think in some ways, just sort of like on a work level, it's just, I think it's kind of refreshing. I know it's refreshing for me to plan these sorts of things. I think for a speaker, for, for the talent, for Chuck, it's might be a little refreshing to have mm-hmm. a new audience to talk to. Um, so I can see, you know, on, on the work side of things, it's just a nice professional development yeah. exercise for all of us, but it's also a nice, um, I don't want to say marketing, but just a way to spread the message that's even more so than just continuing to talk to people who are having problems. Yeah. That's, or like that's who, just you know, engineers or yeah. just urban planners. Cause yeah. right now we get calls from towns that are having problems or conferences in this sort of profession that, you know, that mm-hmm. they're working on these problems. So this is sort of a flip side. And we've been contacted by other universities. Um, they have been, we're still all kind of talking about it, but, um, we've been contacted by other universities to talk about this sort of topic. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just, cause like, it just seems like every university seems to have some kind of professional speaker series that is for the whole university and not just the engineering department and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it's cool that we show up on their radar because I think we're perfect for it <laughs> to be, to talk about this stuff. So it's, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. I know we also have a couple of sort of, I don't know what to call them, like tours um, where Chuck is doing a series of events in Oregon and then also sort of a Texas tour. Is that correct? Yeah. Some of that stuff is still in the works. Yeah. Well, I can talk about Oregon. No, I can talk about both of them actually. So mm-hmm. <laughs> both, I guess they are two tours. So this is in October. October is like, poor, yeah, Chuck has <laughs> slammed into October. If you're his Facebook friend, it's just, you're just going to see him talk about traveling. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so cool. So the beginning of October, he's going to be in Portland and he's going to be in Salem and he's going to, he's going to be in Oregon for about three days, going to three different places each day. Mm-hmm. Um, that middle group, we've got to iron out the contracts, but it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. so, um, all of those in, involve the same basic setup of walking tours and uh, some sort of curbside chat or large public lecture and, and the small meetings, they're just going to be in different areas. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, um, I think that's going to be really fun because, he'll get to really kind of attack that area of Oregon. Yeah. And get to know the region. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the month, he'll be in Austin to speak. Um, let me make sure I get their name right. Cause I can't remember if this is a speaker series or it's just, I know the Austin one's hosted by the, um, planning and zoning department, right? Yeah, the Imagine Austin people. Cool. And so he's going to be, um, same thing, talk, talking about the usual, also with a spin when it comes to emphasizing transportation and housing topics, because that's okay. a, affordable housing and um, any kind of transportation system. I know Texas has a lot going on with roads, <laughs> so yeah. he'll be talking about that. Um, and Austin, that one's, that's a city that... I know Chuck has spoken in at least once before, if not others, mm-hmm. other times. And there's a few ones that I'm seeing on our event list, Baton Rouge, Salt Lake City that he's spoken in before. So that's kind of cool that yeah. 
I assume these are like different groups that are bringing him, but still being right. able to Yeah. In some of these cases, it's a conference that is having him come in if it's a second time around. Um, mm-hmm. That's good. They liked him the first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then also when he's done in Austin, he'll be going to Arlington to speak at the Government Finance Officers Association of Texas conference. Okay. Um, so that's anyone who deals with money. Which is great because that's, he does the math. So it's part of our message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be doing that. And then we might have something else going on. We're in the talks. He might be staying an extra day, um, but I don't have that ironed out yet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so October, October is going to be really busy. Every week he's going. Um, wow. Two different, two or three different places. Luckily we're able to lump them together. Um it's just, he, he says, this is just how October is. Yeah. It's just a busy time. And then do we know anything yet about 2017 or are those all still tentative? Everything is tentative. We don't have anything signed for 2017. Okay. But that is where, um, people need to start looking. Um, yeah. If, At this point, if, if you want a strong yeah. towns event. Don't try to book it for 2016. Yeah. I mean, we can, we'll try to make it happen, but you might, you might want in 17 more that we could yeah. um, really prep. You'll have a lot more options basically if you could do it next year. Thankfully, once Thanksgiving comes around, his, he'll slow down. Mm-hmm. I think we'll all on the Strong Towns team appreciate that. We love planning events, but it's okay to have. <laughs> Yeah, you a, know, little break. a little break. Plus, Chuck needs some time to actually like be in his office and like write stuff for the website. So, yeah. if you're in the area of one of these events and you're on our email list, you should always get um, emails letting you know about them. But it's still worthwhile to check the website, um, especially if you're not on our email list. Just visit strongtowns.org/events, and we are constantly updating that list and as well as the details on those events. So check those out. And a lot of them are public and free. So worthwhile. Um, even if you have to drive a little ways, I think it's worth it to hear Chuck speak. Definitely. Michelle, I usually ask Chuck about what interesting books or podcasts he's been tuning into lately. Do you have uh, anything on that topic? Oh. Even TV shows that you've been enjoying I'm laughing lately? because Chuck is so intellectual and I'm like anti-intellectual. So... <laughs> yeah, usually I don't answer that question because I tend to read novels, not uh, not like intense nonfiction stuff. So. Right. Yeah, I am actually reading. I'm reading a book called One Q Eighty Four, which is like the science fictiony ish um, book. I don't even know how to describe it because it's kind of bizarre. But um, it's mm. taken me a long time to read. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know that I would recommend it. I heard all these great things about it, but it takes place in Japan and it's about this woman who kind of goes into this alternative universe time and she doesn't know it. And then there's murders and Mm -hmm. this whole other sort of sect, religious sect. It's, it's probably really cerebral, but going past me because I read at night and fall asleep and now I don't know what's happening, but (laughs) it's really interesting for sure. Okay, cool. (laughs) I've been... Okay, so I haven't read this yet, but I've heard a lot of people mention it in the last couple weeks. It's called Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American City. Um, 
and it's a lot about the city where I live, Milwaukee, and the author, Matthew Desmond, like kind of followed the stories of several people who were evicted from their apartments or homes in the Milwaukee area and kind of like how that impacted their whole life and like the, you know, landlord tenant relationships and how that like affects people who are in poverty. So I'm really interested to read that one. I'm like on the list at the library to get it, but it'll probably be a little while also on the list at the library to get the new Harry Potter play thing. So we'll see how that goes. Are th- is there anything else that you would like to say to the strong towns audience having this platform? Well, I don't know. It's always exciting to get to talk to the strong towns audience as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like I get to talk to individuals, which is great too, but I guess it would just be to say hi. And if you're plan, if you ever think about hosting a strong towns event or something and you sign into the, you know, the contact form on the website to, to look into that, you get to talk to me. So mm-hmm. maybe that will sound exciting to you, but I would love to tell you about what we do and get everything set up and, or at least answer your questions and maybe, um, satisfy some curiosity that you may have about getting a strong towns event in your area. Yeah. And 2017 has openings and availability. So yes, tons. Set that up. Okay, everyone. Well, thanks for listening and we'll be back with a new podcast next week. Take care. We need your help. If you think the strong town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.